0: Pickaxe. Necessary shot, uh, close up on the woman's ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really convey that she's playing a game, it just conveys that she has an arse. What did you think about the artistry of the arse shot, Jamie? What? I always appreciate a good ass shot. Yeah? I mean, let's be clear, this this film borders on soft-corn pornography at times. Borders? And to be honest, I have seen being the uh, cultured individual that I am, being a single man in my 30s. <laughs> I have seen better acting in porn films than this, like this is, like some of the scenarios in this are scenarios I've seen in porno films. And the acting is better than it is in in this at parts. (laughs) And Welcome to a new episode of Video Game Movie Podcast, starring myself, Rory Jocelyn, from Cyberpunk Studios, and joining me today, as per usual, is Jamie Evans from Impala Films. Say hello, Jamie. Hello, everybody. Today, we're watching the movie Joysticks. From 1983. um, Which, uh... It's a softcore porn movie, let's be clear. Yeah. Um, so, officially not. Officially, this is a teen sex comedy in line with movies like Porkies and things like that, which I've never yes. seen. You've never seen Porkies no, either. No, I haven't have you? seen it. I, I don't imagine that they're much different from teen sex comedies of when we were kids, i.e., American Pie and things like that. Which I also didn't um, watch. I can't am- American. The first American Pie is good. I don't know if, um, to be fair, I haven't seen them since I was younger. Sure. Um, when I was younger, I liked the first three American pies. Um, the second one is the best one, if right. I remember right. Um, they, they do have some actual legit humour to them, whereas the later ones, because you know they did a whole bunch of direct-to-DVD spin-offs. No idea, no. Yeah, no. they did a whole bunch of direct-to-DVD spin-offs right. that don't have any of the original casting, except for Eugene Levy. He's in all of them. Yeah. Um, Man Who Needs a Paycheck and uh <laughs> to be fair he he's the the best bit of probably every film um they the the later ones go too much into the gross out humor for me um, if I were to watch them back as a grown up, I might find them all childish, but I don't know because I think the first couple, at least, definitely had heart to them as well as being mm-hmm. sex comedies. Definitely more heart than this film had. Yeah, this was a fever dream. This was a terrible um, film. Um, the the thing is, is I don't like gross out comedy anyway. So even when it was like I was the exact right age for American Pie when it mm-hmm. came out, um, and I. Didn't like the idea of it, didn't want to watch it. I'd grown up on some proper classic comedy, things like the Marx Brothers and things like that, you know, actual comedy. Oh, yeah. Boring things. They're not boring. Marx Brothers are really clever. the one we watched was not entertaining at all. You, you just don't know entertainment. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yes, sir. sorry, but you cannot compare something like duck soup to American Pie and expect American Pie to come out favorably. I think you can on the first American Pie. No. The first American Pie was a, a game changer for comedy. No, it wasn't. It just introduced gross out into the mainstream which I hate. I hate gross-out comedy. Just because you hate it doesn't mean it didn't change. I hate Resident Evil 4, but it changed video gaming forever. Mm. Yeah, no, Just- okay, all right, I'll give you that point. I'll give you that point. Yeah. That. It, um, so, okay, so American Pie was relevant, but, mm. I mean, much more relevant than Joysticks ever was. Oh, yeah, This. I mean, this um, film's forgotten, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I don't know anyone yeah. that knows that this exists. I didn't know this existed until no, you... No, so this, this came up while I was researching uh, video game movies for this podcast, um, you know... I Prior to starting VGMP, I did have, you know, kind of a, a long list of video game movies and shows that some people know, some people don't. Um, but obviously, when we decided we were going to go ahead with the podcast, I decided to do a little bit more of a deeper dive to find a, as many niche video game and video game related stuff as possible. Now, this film Joysticks is not a based on a video game, so there is no video game called Joysticks. Uh, But it is so it's it's what we classify on the show as a culture film. It's about video gaming in some way, shape or form. Um, And in this it's actually to be fair to this film on this factor as a culture film, it wears its video gaming on its sleeve. There's a lot of footage of actual video games of the era, uh, classic arcade games from the golden era of gaming. Uh, there's a uh, you know and, and the storyline revolves around an arcade and revolves around the playing of video games for its payoff and for its finale um, similar in that regard to the wizard maybe um, in that you've got people playing video games throughout and then the finale is essentially a tournament uh, of some kind mm. uh, on based on a video game that at the time wasn't yet released Um so yeah, joysticks has a lot going for it in Prince, in like in, in in its in its substance. There's a lot there that could possibly make a good movie, but I think the idea of trying to focus on a Porky's style movie and not a good like takeoff of Porky's hasn't helped it. Yeah. Um, before we start on the film itself and to explain. Uh, why it's such a, a rubbish film, because we're not going to be around the bush with this one. It, it is not a good film. Um, but the, like the, I'm going to go through a little bit of trivia. Uh, so first of all, Midway allowed the film to not only use the image of Pac-Man, but the then unreleased game of Satan's Hollow. And then for the finale, they used uh, an also unreleased game uh, or then unreleased game of Super Pac, which is essentially Super Pac-Man. Um, those games, like Super Mario Bros. 3 and The Wizard, were not yet available to pe- for people to play. They were still technically in development, even though they were probably at a very final stage. Um, and American audiences, it would have been their first chance to have a see of what those games looked like. Uh, not quite as big as Super Mario Bros. 3, because... Is this before or after The Wizard? L- well, long before. So The Wizard was 1989, this uh... one's 1983... So what we're saying is The Wizard ripped this off. You, uh, def- <laughs> I'm not sure if it purposely did, but there is definitely a lot of threads that connect the two in terms of their story and the way that their stories L- progress. A L- lot less boobs in The Wizard, though. The Wizard is a much better film, in my opinion. Is it? <laughs> it is a much better film. There's no boobs in The Wizard. Okay. Plus, plus okay. Wasn't the wizard- boobs does not a good film f- mate. Forget. I disagree. <laughs> for, uh, for- Remind me if I'm... Uh, I might be remembering trivia from The Wizard wrong, cause The Wizard was quite a while ago now. Yeah, we did it before um, Christmas, didn't we? Yeah. Um, didn't The Wizard also have an actor? Wasn't it the guy who says about the Power Glove? Didn't he grow up to be a pedo or something? So, yeah, the guy who played the Power Glove... Well, See, yeah, Joysticks you... has 100% less pedos in it than... That is true. <laughs> well, as far as we know, <laughs> as we, as we, we haven't know. found any trivia to support their idea There's a Actually, pedo I'll in I'll tell you what is. makes Joysticks a better film. I'm going to say it now so you can put the sound effect in. Uh there's a little recurring guest star in Joysticks. He's what he's the main kind of set like the pseudo-villain, isn't he, I yeah, suppose? Yeah. Armagregon is back. Armagregan! Yes, from Noobs. Anyone who watched our noobs episode. Much younger, barely recognizable. Thirty years before noobs. The name is King! Brilliant. Yeah, well, like we we didn't recognise him all. It's only when we no. looked up the cast list. Yeah, because he's thirty years younger and he's uh, caked under heavy makeup. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they've dyed his blue, hair yeah. blue. Yeah, uh, he's basically him and his four girls that follow him around. His vidiots. He's King Vidiot. and he has four women that follow him around who he calls his vidiots, who make gnome noises. I don't really understand it, but they're all dressed like um, hair metalers of the early '80s. So it's like I tell you these what they all look like, darker than They they all look like they're extras who wandered off the set of the Rocky Horror Show. Yes, yes, they do. Um, it, I was expecting yeah. them to burst into the time warp at any point, which, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, would have made this a better movie. It, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that would have made this a better movie. Time warp is a bad of a song that's the one now uh joseph rutter is the name of the main villain who's an older texan man Uh, i've seen that actor before Mm -hmm. um jamie mentioned that he's been in at least three james bond films Uh, uh, the living daylights golden eye and whatever the second pierce brosnan one is i think it's tomorrow Never dies yeah but i know him from another film uh where he played uh the father of In both films, he plays the dad of like this, the main woman Mm. uh, or or one of the main women. And but in this film, he was the general. And he that film is uh, and you can tell it's an American classic by the name. It's American Ninja starring Michael Dudikoff. Uh, American Ninja is a great film. It's an awful film, but I find it hilarious. It's the I've spoken about it before. It's the one where the stuntman uh, jumps on over a wall on a motorcycle and you see in the finished film, his nuts get hit by the seat when it lands and then his face literally break through the glass windshield of the motorbike. And then they cut to the next shot of the American Ninja just turning around on the back going, yeah, I'm so cool. And you're like, I literally saw this guy's face go through glass. Like, what the hell? <laughs> um Yeah, so there's uh, that guy's in this, and the house they used for his home in this film once belonged to famous black musician Nat King Cole. Oh, okay. Uh, And this was at a time where Cole was the only African-American in the neighbourhood. So there's some actual history to that property, and when you know that there's some history to that property, what they do in... That guy's house suddenly feels really, like... Why? Like, it just feels really vile. Like, there's a lot of... I mean, well, bear in mind, it's be- uh. it's almost a rape scene. Yeah. Know? Like, yeah. They, they try to play it as comedy, because basically... It's I'm comedy skipping, rape, lol. I'm skipping ahead slightly. Is that where you just put a red clown nose on them while you're raping them? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, we Let's, can't make that joke. No, um, Sorry, I couldn't resist. We need to cut that. Um... No, yeah, so I'm going to skip ahead slightly just to address that bit. Yes. Basically, it's played as laughs because basically the main villain, his wife, is basically the horniest woman on the planet, and she she attempts to sleep Sex. rape. Yeah, sleep rape is... It? Yeah. Uh, Eugene. Eugene. But here's the here's the interesting thing about that. You could also argue that's rape the other way around because she doesn't know that that's in her sleep. She thinks it's her husband. Yeah. And the fact Eugene... I don't know. It's one of those really cringe. Obviously, no one there sat and thought, oh, this is actually wrong. No. Um, but it's really one of those really cringy scenes because are you really. Because she's got Eugene for like 20 fucking minutes. It's a good solid 20 minutes. She's like, got are you racing around. Him? He couldn't get out of that. But yeah. like, how weak is this man? Go to the fucking gym. <laughs> yeah. Jesus the Christ. The world's weediest a man. A middle aged woman in her sleep yeah. is overpowering you. This film was shot in three weeks, it had a very small budget. Jamie it's less has than three weeks, isn't it? Thirteen days, I've I heard. The one I've got said three weeks, so that's interesting. Well, w- w- Wikipedia says thirteen days. Oh, interesting. Um, IMDb which says is three like weeks. Two weeks. Interesting. Well, either way, it's still it might a tight have been. Th- it might have been thirteen days over three weeks. Potentially, True. they could. True. It might not have been consecutively. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, you can definitely feel that there was a. A rush, Well, I think- So the, the director, Graydon... Graydon something. Parker, I want to say? Uh-huh. Uh, well, I looked him up. He's well-known for low-budget movies. Yeah. Uh, joysticks had a budget of $300,000. Yep. Uh, and to be fair, it made just shy of $4 million. So it was So this is a success story, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, maybe not critically, but... No, but certainly financially. financially. But it's like we said, back then, boobs was enough to sell a film. Because we didn't have Pornhub and things like that back and then. And there is a lot of boobs in this film. Mm. A lot of boobs. Um the exterior of the arcade that you see, and this is obvious when you watch the film, um, but it's not normally... I, I think the reason that this is trivia is because it's not normally done this way in movie making, but the exterior of the arcade itself is the actual exterior of the warehouse where they built the arcade set. Right. Um, so usually you'd have like somewhere you build the set for the interior... And then the exterior, you'd go somewhere else that looks a bit more fancy. Mm. In this case, they just painted the outside of the building to look like an arcade instead of a warehouse. Um, And then the last bit I've got here is it was made under the title of Video Madness. Uh, And what's important about that title is that later, right near the end of the film, uh, Joseph Rutter, the, the main villain, shouts at the mayor and says what are you going to do about all this video madness which obviously was thrown in there so mm. people go oh it's the title of the film but when they renamed it joysticks kind of lost its point yeah, yeah. <laughs> and video madness is not a saying that anyone has ever used no. so without the reference to the title of the film it now no longer makes well, sense you know at least cuz it's right near the end if you're playing the movie game ti- if you're playing the movie title game You'd be you'd see most of the film. Do you remember we talked about the you'd movie? You'd be title watching game? most of it sober, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well do you remember we talked about the movie title game a few yeah, I say a you... few, loads of episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Where you walk out the cinema once the title gets said. Oh right, so you get to see most of the movie at least. Yeah. It's yeah. the opposite of Tim Burton's Batman where within the first five minutes he goes, I'm Batman, right, bye. Just pack up your stuff. It's uh, there's some really good ones to do it with. Jurassic Park, you get as far as welcome to Jurassic Park Bye <laughs> That would be the most annoying movie-watching experience ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, ha- can Does it have to be that the words are consecutive? Like, for example, X versus Sever has X and Sever in it at different times. No, does it's it have got to be in one Someone's game. got to say X yeah. versus Sever. Yeah. And actually, in that case, I'd have to say Ballistic X versus Sever as well. So uh, you get it in Freddy versus Jason because there it literally is that line is said... Uh, there's a bit where it's to be fair you get to see most of the you get to see the first two acts of the film and then just as the final fight's about to start the main girl like you know blood soaked and raining and she's, <laughs> she looks out as Freddy and Jason square up to each other and she goes Freddy versus Jason place your bets and then you have to leave <laughs> and you're like oh well I guess I'm not going to see who wins <laughs> oh what's that the studio couldn't commit to one winner anyway oh, All right, no absolutely as they never can with versus movies it's why you shouldn't make them yeah and if you're not going to pick your winner... That's why I was happy with Marvel's Civil War film, because they don't cheap out. Yeah. Like Captain America wins. Yeah, like, instead of being, <laughs> at the end of the day, aren't we all winners? Yeah. <laughs> um, none of this fucking Freddy Krueger, Jason, or AVP. You ever seen AVP? No. Do you want spoil the say... ending to AVP? No, not do. To... So, technically speaking, the Predators win, uh, but then, at the very end of the film, the... the most of the, there's one predator who survives out of the original group of predators and he's laying on a bed in his spaceship and a burster bursts out of him. Oh. Uh, so in the second one, you get a half alien, half predator hybrid. Nice. Uh, unfortunately, the second one is so dark that you can't see anything that's happening. Well, they probably just took some advice from the original alien film where the Costume wasn't brilliant, so they just usually kept it in darkness. Yeah, but, but they decided to keep everyone in darkness, yeah, so the, everyone the, looked the, better. The, the difference there is the artistry of the yes. of Ridley Scott cinematography versus uh, I think it's the uh, the Vicious Brothers. I think did AVP two. I think oh, okay. Uh, it's it's not a good movie. No, fair enough. Um, talking of artistry, let's talk about joysticks. Uh, one of the most artistically I can't even. To lie be it. fair, to be fair, this movie doesn't pretend to be anything it's not. No, that's true. Literally within the first minute there is a gratuitous ass shot. Yes, there is. Yeah. No, it knows exactly what it is and it goes straight for that market. It doesn't try and Pretend to be higher brow than it is, and it doesn't try and be anything grander than no. what it is. I mean, even the main theme song we pointed out, it's got loads of uh, phallic it, joystick references Yeah, You get it? The joystick is like a penis. Is that Because you get it and you jerk it. Yes, you do. You jerk it left and then you toss it right or something like that. I can't remember the jerk theme to tune, the left, but- jerk to the right. Pop up and down. <laughs> uh, they actually did that, didn't they, later on? We'll get yeah. to that in a bit. Okay, so the film opens up with clips from classic arcade games and a girl in some random arcade, not the arcade of the film, literally just, and this girl never reappears. So it's like this shot, as this, this sequence with this girl has just been added in for eye candy, basically, uh, as a separate shot. But yeah, it opens up with... There's loads of classic arcade games like Solar Fox, Galaga, things like that. You could probably make a list if you so chose. Uh, My knowledge of the golden era of gaming is quite mild. I know quite a few of the games, but I couldn't necessarily pick them out just from a quick shot. No, I managed Um, to pick out three, which was Pole Position, Galaxian and Pac-Man. Yeah, so there's... But if anyone really enjoys that era of gaming there would be quite a lot just within the opening credits for them to be able to pick out and go oh it's that one um yeah and as we say there's this woman in very short shorts and uh, a low cut top short shorts this girl wears short shorts <laughs> um and we get close ups of her and then as i say put here a necessary shot uh, close up on the woman's ass mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't really convey that she's playing a game it just conveys that she has an ass um what did you think about the artistry of the arse shot, Jamie? Well, I always appreciate a good arse shot. Yeah? I mean, let's be clear. This, this film borders on soft pornography at times. Uh, borders? And, I, and to be honest, I have seen, being the uh, cultured individual that I am, being a single man <laughs> in my 30s, who's been single for several years, uh, I have seen better acting in porn films. Right. Than this. Like, this is... Like, some of the scenarios in this are scenarios I've seen in porno films oh, yeah, so- and the acting is better than it is in, in this at parts yeah um, the acting in this is bad L- let's put it that way there's King Vidya and the the main villain are probably the closest you can get to decent performances and even then I wouldn't go that far I wouldn't call King Vidya a decent I would call it a bold choice it's it's very much like a, a Nicolas Cage it's a, it's a Nicolas Cage style performance he's chosen a theme and he's gone he's basically gone all the way yeah um, I feel like it needed a scene where you see that he's on loads and loads of drugs to make it make sense. yes, but um yes, uh also uh oh I was, in terms of good performances um yeah, some of the other characters were barely passable uh the guy the main guy Eugene, who we' are about to be introduced to he's not the main guy. Jeff's the main guy, isn't he? Well no, this thing the film this is the thing the film can't pick who its main character is. That's true. Um so it starts off very much where Eugene is the main character. Yes, it does. And then it suddenly realizes that there is no character development for that because that character is a caricature. Yeah, 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 he's, he's a he's a, he's a, a very, vintage nerd. Yeah, 1980s vintage nerd and there is no growth. Yeah. yeah, I think halfway through the script, they realised there's nowhere for this character to go. Yeah. So and went, oh, let's make him suddenly become a supporting they character. They didn't want to try and humanise that character, did no. they? No. They, yeah. But he's literally... I mean, so we're introduced to him in his car. He's got the thick-rimmed glasses, yep. a bow tie a sweater vest yep. and he's literally, to be fair, this might be the best way I've ever seen someone do exposition in a film. Yeah. Uh, he's literally singing his backstory. Yeah. He's like, today's my first day at my new job. <laughs> yeah. It's it's cheesy as all hell, but you know what's going on. To yeah. To be fair. Yeah. You catch up with it. it I, I kind of feel like all films should begin that way like when, when they make a new <laughs> well like Alien well when they make a new Batman I want it to start with Batman being like someone killed my parents do da <laughs> do da now I dress up like a bat all the live long day <laughs> night all the live long night he doesn't do it during the day does yeah. he Yeah. no no why no. don't the criminals in, in Gotham just, just start to commit crimes during, during the, the day. day I know <laughs> then they couldn't call me the dark Knight, do da do da what are the films because you sing the backstory to? Uh well, any of them really. Yeah. I mean, you're you asking which ones would be the most ridiculous? Yeah, I'm trying to think of Schindler's funny List. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I think that might be considered poor taste actually. Uh The country elected Hitler, yeah, dude, doo dah. Now he's gassing everyone dead. Ooh, da, do, da. Yeah, let's <laughs> not do that one. No, let's not do that one. Let's do one that, no. I'm trying to make Neo fit the song. Unfortunately, I'm not that quick with improving songs. No. This is why we need Mr. Weird Al Yankovic to appear on our show. Yes, we do. We I tell you what, what dude, I, I, I want to see the Weird Al Yankovic film. I know this is off topic. But oh, who VHF, cares? it's all right. Um, it's not great. No, no, no. The new one that's coming oh, out. Oh, the one the with the Daniel Redcuff, Clef. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. yeah because uh, I'm interested I'm curious about Weird Al's life I think life. that looks cool yeah so I'd be so what's for that. VHF is that a film Weird Al made yeah oh okay cool have you not heard of VHF no no, no, no. yeah it's hard to find in the UK yeah um, but yeah it's, it's a film he made in I think the early 90s yeah. or late 80s during sort of what would be classified as like the MTV era yeah um, but yeah it's about him running a an MTV style mm. sh- um, channel yeah. And like, but it's like independent and I, all his trials and tribulations. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. <laughs> but that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know that one? Yes, I'd, yeah. I know. I know we'd have, yeah, Weird Al Yankovic's back catalogue. That one's got a good video to it as well, though. It does. But I it's... like the shot where it's the reverse shot where he comes up from the bale of hay and catches his hat. Oh, right. Okay. That's cool. Um,. Anyway, we didn't need to carry on with joysticks. Now, what's weird is we have this is me saying we've got to carry on with joysticks. We both felt the exact same way as like, well, come on, we've got to carry on with joysticks while we were watching it. Yeah, it's not good. So basically, he's this nerd and he's singing, and a car pulls up next to him at the traffic lights with these two sexual women in a uh, convertible. In a convertible, who are flirting with him, literally flash their tits at him. And at this point, I'm thinking, right, no attractive woman has ever done that to a man that looks like this. But you then realise that they're actually scamming him uh, because one of them says to the other one, uh, "I wrote this down. We don't really have to ball him." (laughs) Ball we him. just yeah, that is a phrase in America okay. for sex. Um, I've heard it in a few TV shows. Okay, um, well, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I have learned today. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and they're trying to get a photo of him, right? Um, yeah, they want to catch They want a photo of him with his trousers, and I assume also the way they keep phrasing it is they basically want him with his trousers and pants down, like with his penis out. Yeah. And then, like, just and take a photo of See, that. these poor girls, if they were born, like, 30 years later, they could just join Tinder and get all the dick pics they want. Yeah, I know, innit? It, it, <laughs> what's quite interesting while watching this film, the thing that made it more interesting for me than the actual film itself was, is just how different the sensibilities of the time mm. are compared to now. Like, the 80s doesn't feel, to me, like it's that particularly long ago, because I was born in the 80s. Um, but, just? no. 1986... You have got a few of them. You have got, got a few of them. I have got a few of the years. Um, mm. But the thing is, is like, I don't remember much of the eighties. I knew a lot of the eighties from the early nineties. But, but anyway, the Cold War was still going on when the, you were born. Exactly. That's insane. I know. I know. But to I'm, be fair, I think technically it was still going on just when I was born. Because it was it ninety nine. Was it ninety or ninety one that the Berlin Wall fell? Yeah, it was ninety or ninety one. It was, uh, was ninety one, innit? It? Yeah. So I, I was born at the very end of ninety. So I had a few months of Cold you War. A, yeah. But by, um, by that point, it was warming up a bit. It was more like the lukewarm war, <laughs> and it's going back again now. Aren't we doing well? Uh, but yeah, basically, the uh, it doesn't feel the eighties don't feel that long ago to me. And yet, when you watch anything about this film, mm. it like you, you could not make this film today no. for good reason. The wor- but the the, the the way that people would view this film now is different to how people the, would have viewed it. The in The world early 80s. has changed. The world has changed a lot in just the last seven or eight years. Yeah. Because I even find watching films from the 2000s... They can be quite hairy as well now. We watched... Me and you watched The Girl Next Door together. Yes. And it feels much older than it actually is. Yeah. And I think that's because, like, they, it was made just before mobile phones really became a thing. Yeah. So the characters are still using landlines in it, which immediately makes it feel so much older. Because yeah. you're like, no one uses landlines anymore. Yeah, I um, mean, like, th- sometimes things can be old and out of date and then get to a point where they become retro. Do- like, I, I hate to reference Doctor Who because I know you'll love it. But the, the truth, like the, the police booths that Doctor Who uses were just common booths in the UK. Yeah, yeah, when it started. When it started, and then we stopped using police booths because it's like, well, we've got the police stations, we don't need a booth for our police officers. So they just disappeared, and Doctor Who just kept it. But now, like, whereas before, like, basically he could land anywhere and he would blend in because yeah. the TARDIS just looks like something you'd see in the street. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, like, what the it fuck's wasn't. a police booth? Yeah. It's <laughs> and, Well, they make a big deal about that in the in the first episode of New Who with Eccleston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mickey points that out. He's like, but there's no police boxes anymore. And Eccleston's like, what do you do when you see a great big mysterious blue box on a street? You walk past it. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it is interesting, actually, because... Um, so i was reading a th- an article the other day where they were saying that actually most people like the younger audience like they don't even associate like they don't realize police boxes were a real thing. Yeah. They think it is from Doctor Who. Yeah. They see that and go oh it's the TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's crazy because yeah it, it's something that Doctor Who copied from reality and now people in reality think if they ever see one that's just Doctor Who. Yeah. Um you've got the phone booths from um uh, bill and ted which were obviously a a, a take on the mm. police box idea from doctor who um, um most of america doesn't have those boxes anymore like in the uk we don't really have phone booths anymore yeah. uh a lot of this stuff that's that- a film that's aged badly and it phone booth yes there's a whole film called phone booth yeah and it was it, <laughs> that's the one with keith remember- sutherland in it, in it and there's a sniper no it's Colin Farrell Colin Farrell isn't yeah. he the subtle, is he the he bad might, guy then yeah I think he might be in it yeah, yeah. But yeah Colin Farrell in a phone booth and no it's uh, Forrest Whitaker Ah, oh, right. Um, and but, a, it's a sniper who's ringing him and he's like, don't leave that phone booth or yeah. something like that. And right. it's it's just so weird, like, how these technologies fall out. In, but specifically with joysticks, it's not just a technology, because obviously the arcades have moved on. And even now, like, arcades, while they've moved on, they're not really the big thing, that sensation they were in no, the early they, 80s. They still exist in, like, seaside towns Yeah, and we've stuff. got some here. Uh, but, but you don't get them in, like, normal like mansfield doesn't have one for example right um yeah you don't really get them they're not the cultural hub they were either you know people used Uh, to go there to meet up it was a good joint to go and meet people uh so there are small arcades now that have that sort of vibe like small cafe astro city uh not astro city that's kind of gone its own way but there's a place called neon nights uh towards lee which is basically like that um i haven't been there yet i do want to go um but i've had certain problems uh but anyway the it always seems bizarre to me that in the early 80s certainly and during the 70s there seemed to be an awful lot of films where they'd hire young women into them and it'd just be like right for no reason there's not even a story reason for it It's just we're gonna have you topless Mm. and your tits are gonna be out flapping and wherever and they're just like yeah all right and it just happened. It would. It was so common that it happened all the time. Yeah. Well, it was. Um, it was the business, wasn't it? It was. It was. We need to. We need something that guarantees that teenage boys come and watch this movie. Sure, but so it's we'll so get an attractive woman to take her top off. But that, that just that concept. Oh, it wouldn't happen today. No, you. you I mean, if you tried to make a film as like, I'm just going to have women with their tits out, so just I, running around and like close ups of them jiggling and things so like I that, people would worked, go mental. I worked on a film. Uh, I'm not going to name the director to spare him. Um, you know who it is. So I worked on a film back in 2018, a low-budget independent feature, that was trying to emulate classic slasher movies. Okay. So it had these scenes in it where these actresses have just got their tops off, right? Yeah. And they're just dancing. For no reason. There's no plot reason No, why. it's just there for titillation. Thing for is, lack of a better word. The thing is, I'm no prude. I'm not against nudity in film. But sure. here's the difference. If you're going to be naked in a film, I feel you should be compensated for that. So, like, paid a little bit extra, things like that. Yeah. Uh, these girls were not getting paid at all because this This was a super low-budget film. So when it came time to... When we were getting near to doing that scene, I kind of turned around to the director, who I was... I, I know him personally. I wasn't just going up to someone I don't know. I'd be like, actually... And I just went, mate, are you, like, are you sure you want this scene in it, like... Don't you think it's a bit sleazy and skeevy? Because he's a sleazy and skeevy guy. He was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> but in, in the end, I, I managed to get him to compromise down to just having them in their bras okay. rather than full top plus. They seemed happy to do it. So, you know, fair enough. Who, far be it from me to take that away from them. Um, it, it's, but it does yeah. feel weird now, especially it, yeah. if you're not. Compensating them appropriately for doing it. Yeah, it just seems really weird as well when you watch these movies, just how common and how many women. It's like it's it's one thing if you had an actress do it, like, but the idea that the you you could hire like twenty actresses minimum. There's at least twenty women with their tits out in this film. Mm. Uh, certainly, when you add in like the, the, the should we keep saying tits? Yeah, should we be saying breasts? I don't know because tittises because tits, uh, tits is okay. Let's talk about tits versus breasts. Because uh, to me, the <laughs> oh, tits are fine. It's no, fine. no, because the thing is, tits is a bit more, uh, it's less respectful, I get that. But because it's less respectful, it's also, it's like saying cock instead of penis. It doesn't sound quite so intimate. Whereas mm. breasts sounds like either I'm a doctor or I'm trying to be sexy. Yeah. And I don't want to try and talk about this film and try and sound like I'm trying to be like, ladies' breasts. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't really want that to be the... uh, Yeah, I get you. I get you. Whereas tits, you can't really make tits sound sexy. I'm oh, going okay. So the two girls get him in there and he, <laughs> he has to do they ask him to pick between them. Yep. And he does an awkward it dip sky blue, it is not you thing. Yeah, eeny, uh, meeny miny mode with his thing. but each time he goes he pokes, each one, a he pokes a tit each time. Uh not gonna lie, ends up choosing the uglier of the two girls, <gasps> in my opinion. So he picks the brunette. She gets in the back, and she's like, "Take off your uh, your trousers. I need to see your penis." Uh, and this is cringy as shit. He's like, "Ladies, allow me to introduce you to Simba." Yes. Now, I'd like to know where that came from because Lion King had not been made at this point. Yeah, and Simba is, Simba is not- a historical name of some sort. I don't know, uh, but it seems odd for a white man to pick it as the name of his penis as well, because I think it's an African name uh let's see let's have a look at these i feel like it's not common to name your penis anyway like, i mean i i never have i mean i've typed in simba and all i've got is mattresses called simba com and lion king, king. what's the difference between emma and simba oh that's different mattresses though no, simba charity there's, yeah, no, there's nothing about the history of the name Simba coming up. So, anyway, he names his penis Simba. Yep. Pulls his trousers down, and he's wearing the most garish boxer shorts you've ever seen. Well, they're, they're just... so long. Yeah. And they're multi, they're like striped, aren't they? Yeah. But the thing is, it ruins the joke. Because the whole point is, is they end up stealing his trousers and yeah. leaving him just his boxers. But his boxers are so long that they come down basically to his knee. You could pass them off as just shorts. You could pass them off as shorts. So when the police drive by and it's like, oh, isn't this awkward? You know, he's been caught yeah. with his trousers down. It's like, but he's just in shorts. I know. So they drive off, the police come by, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the next note I've got, so we na- must now go to the arcade. Yes. Where we meet Jefferson. His or name's Jeff, so? though, for Jeff, most of the film. Um, who is the. Uh, so his granddad owns the arcade, but his granddad's away for the week, so he's in charge. Yep. And here we get an actress who I didn't expect to see. Uh, Veronica Mars's mum is yes. in this film. She's as not she... playing Veronica Mars's. Mom, no, no, no. She... I, as you know, I love the show Veronica Mars. It's one of my all-time favourite TV shows. Well, if they pick it up um, again, they could use this as like the backstory to. Oh, her oh, mum got her mum got written out of the show ages ago. Oh. Uh, her mum's a proper bitch. It's uh a good character. Is she a good uh, actress in that? Better than she is in this. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Uh, in this, to be fair, I'll give her this. She's made a bold choice in this. She's doing a super like turned to eleven that idiot, girl. idiot yeah. valley girl accent. Mm. Oh my god! Like totally not cool like that but she's she's alternating pitch from being like a normal speaking voice up to a really high pitch it's really squeaky at times and you you actually can't tell what she's saying no for half the film yeah um but yeah she's doing like a stereotype called valley girl spoiled rich girl kind of thing yep and um they've stolen his trousers give them to Jeff And they get wet somehow. Do you actually see how they get wet? They spill a drink on them, I assume. I I don't actually recall them showing how they got wet. I think that's just a reason for them to then try and rub down his trousers. So Eugene comes, he puts his trousers back on, (laughs) and she's all like... (laughs) Oh, sorry, I thought you were joking there when you said Eugene comes. No, no. (laughs) So they're all like, oh, they're so wet, let us dry this. And they start rubbing them while he's wearing them on the crotch. And he basically does jizz his pants. Yeah, and runs behind them. He's just like, oh. And runs away. Uh, Is this where he goes... goes, No, no, that's not quite yet. The sausage... I've got here. This is where this the gaming-obsessed monk... Yeah, Who's so, like addicted to the game? He's like, please, please, father, help me. Yeah, so he does basically a short walk around the arcade, yeah. and there's uh, it, we get to see some of the oddball inhabitants of this place. And this but the monk th- is really out of place. Well, to be fair, the but- two people they choose at this point are bad options, because oh, yeah. you, you have the monk that's out of place. Can I make the monk a bit better first? Go on, him. Here's how you make the monk better. You turn that into an exorcist joke, and you have the monk game over on a screen... Because they were doing it like he's addicted to it, weren't yeah. they? Have him game over on the screen. And they'd start throwing holy water on the machine and going, the power of Christ compels you! The power <laughs> of Christ compels you! Something like that would have been better than what they did. Uh, the, the next guy's they- a mentally challenged yeah, guy? Yes, it's, it's very clearly someone who is mentally disabled and like he's the joking like a dog isn't he well he's just kind of making noises like, and like just i, so I don't want to do tapping it. on his head yeah and it? slapping his own head and stuff and the, it's meant to be like oh ho, 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 what a weirdo and it's just like this ain't cool yeah. like this, this is another part like that obviously in the early 80s was like oh isn't it funny He's he's mentally not all there but well, nowadays, this is you back look... when they would have used words, well, they, they would used have used the, harsher words. They than used that. The, later yeah. on, they used the word the word lame-brained Yes, they this. do. Yes, I, I'm not going to lie. I was surprised we didn't get a hard, an odd R word. Yeah, I was surprised. I, I thought they were going to use it in that scene. To be fair, yeah. um, they did avoid that. But at the same time, it was it was still very clear. Mm. This person is mentally handicapped. Isn't that funny? Yeah, and it's just like no, that ain't cool. Now, man, mm. that's that's not that's not the way. Um, um, so now, so this is the bit of the film that kind of pissed me off as a fat guy. Um, <laughs> We're and, and introduced just, to another character. Just in general, because it's so lazy. So, first of all, this character blatantly is like a knockoff John Belushi type character. Yep. Uh, this character is called Dorfus. Yep. Uh, and he is a. A huge fat guy, sweaty, like throughout the whole film, he's sweaty, greasy hair, he's got food smeared around his mouth. So we've established that Eugene is literally the early 80s stereotype of a nerd. This guy is the early 80s stereotype of a fat guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's depicted as basically being obsessed with only two things food and video games. Yep. Uh, and he gets upset because Eugene kicks him off the game because he's got. Food, like he's literally spilt popcorn and shit, yeah. all over the food. But the thing is, is like, I, I was like, Eugene's a prick in this scene. Well, yeah, he's literally, like, he's going, "What's wrong? You're," oh, he's like, "You got to stop playing. You got to stop playing." Well, he's he's like, like, "He's being he's... a Jobsworth." Excuse me, young man. Would you've got to stop playing the games? You're a disgrace. Excuse me, sir. Would you stop playing the games? But I work here now. And I find your appear entirely objectionable. That's the point. But at the same time, it's like, but you're, but the job is an arcade, and the yeah. job is that people will come and play the arcade. Yeah. You can't kick people off. Just well, no, no, he's, you... uh, he's being a jobsworth, because you hear him go, excuse me, sir, you're not allowed food on the games. And it's like, dude, everyone's got food on the games. Yeah. And when he goes to take the popcorn off the top of the machine, he spills it, yeah. and that causes Dorfus to lose. I think he's playing Pac-Man, isn't he? Uh... I'm sure he's playing Pac-Man. I can't Pac-Man. remember what he was playing. It probably um, was Pac-Man. And he loses, and he's really pissed off because he's like five points away from getting seven score, figures. Yeah. And he's like, no one's ever made it to seven figures. I don't know if you even can make it to seven figures. And then he just yeah. goes and... This never comes to anything, does it? He goes and opens the back of the cabinet. Yeah, it, as I thought he was doing that so he could hotwire it to give himself a free credit. I thought that's what he was doing, but, but that never comes to anything. No, it's, it's just... Yeah. Um, the other thing as well with that, is uh, if yeah, it was Pac-Man he was playing because I remember thinking at the time I was like, I'm not sure you can get to seven figures anyway, but the reason being that Pac-Man has a kill screen. Mm. I don't know if you know what that is. Uh, I know Pac-Man. I know someone tried to see if you can ever complete it. Mm. And you can get up to 180. There's 180 levels. And when you get to 181, the game starts generating a glitched map. Uh, That's the same with all games of that era. There is is no ending. It's just designed to keep rolling over. But with uh, the basic logic of those games you could only roll over the number of plays so many times before it starts to overload the inf- like basically the information that the chip can hold mm. so what ends up happening is the the chip basically runs out of space starts overwriting its own data with the new data it needs for the next levels mm. and the game starts glitching and eventually it will crash yeah. um then you need to reboot it uh, so yeah there is a there is a defined f- fix to um, uh, limit to how much, how many points and how long you can play a game for uh, of that era. So yeah. he, I mean, that may not have actually been known about in 1983 and certainly not by. No, a... no, I think it took them quite a few years to discover how many levels yeah. there are in Pac Man. Because yeah. to be fair, Pac Man's hard. Like I don't think I've ever got past like 13 levels. No, no, it's very difficult, Pac Man. Again, like there are people who play it professionally which yeah. is bizarre to me yeah. but you know it's a great game I love Pac-Man oh it's a fantastic game so uh, but simple know, so classic yeah I know Donkey Kong has the same problem yeah, you it's know, not as good a game yeah. though is it I don't know oh I don't no know. come on it's, not, good, it's not as yeah no I don't know they're both classics but yeah mate I think Pac-Man does have the edge yeah Um, but no I'd say they're definitely good. got the better sound yes sound yes, design much more memorable uh, in terms of sound design mm. Okay, so, meow, meow, meow. so after they've uh, they've been introduced, this guy Dorfus and uh, Eugene go to, uh, basically Dorfus are, oh, let's go get some food. So they go to get uh, hot dogs. And-, and these are these really gross gas station hot dogs where they're on the rollers. Yeah. And they're just left there all day cooking. Yes. Um, and he picks up two with his bare fucking hands, which is gross. Yeah. Then sneezes directly on one. Yep. And puts it back, I noticed. Did you yeah, notice? Yeah, he, he puts, puts it, it back? back. Eugene tries to grab the other one, goes, you can't do that with your bare hands. And, like, as he pulls it The grease it out, makes it slip out of his slips, hand. And it goes straight between the cleavage of this woman who's standing at the counter. <sighs> so she's got a big wiener sticking out of her tits. Breastases. And uh, breastises, Brestices. Breast. This, this, that's from this. I think that's from New Girl I think oh okay fair enough uh, yeah no the wiener's just sticking out between her tits Yep. and she, she doesn't freak out or anything. she's just like no. oh it's a very porny reaction where she's just like oh oh uh, yeah. I can't believe and this then is... literally allows him to just fumble with the tongs trying yeah. to pull it out not his tongue no the tongs the tongs yeah uh, trying to pull it out which he, he ends up just <laughs> mashing to, to, his to, own to, wiener I was going to say to do a reference that you won't get but if Benton's listening Benton will get and then he will waste sunny a Fans will get it. He's just mashing it. <laughs> well, yeah, he mashes his wiener there's, between her tits. There's a bit in Always Sunny where there's this really gross character called Gale the Snail, right? Uh, and she's disgusting. She's one of those characters you know when someone has phlegm in their mouth constantly, Ugh. and then they do that weird noise where they suck it back down. Ugh. Yeah, she's she's honestly just the actress who plays it does a great job. Yeah, but she is disgusting. Anyway, there's this bit where they're all having dinner, and she's she's like horny all the time. And there's this bit where they're all having dinner around a table and she's jacking off this guy next to her right under the table and uh someone realizes because she's just jacking this dude off and the dude literally she's like yeah it's not very good she's just mashing it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't get that reference but and always smashing his penis yeah no i no, i get yeah um so it's, it's gross don't like it um Told you what I did like gross out you it were was, at the start of this. Uh, what was grosser was him sneezing on the wiener. That was That worse. was gross. That, that was, was oh yeah, that it was just embarrassing the bit with the him trying to use the tongs to get it out of her tits. Yeah, it was too long. It was it prolonged. Was, oh, it was, that's the to thing, be it, honest, if you're gonna have that joke, you don't have him try and pull it out again, you just have it land there and her be like, oh, yeah, you, it, yeah. It doesn't know when to stop the jokes. It doesn't. The editing well, When, when also to stop doesn't, was on the page. Yeah, but also the the the, the editing doesn't help. No. The, the editor should have looked at it and gone, look. For these jokes to work, you because timing is everything. But to comedy. be fair, the film is already. I I'm sorry, I'm really, I'm sorry. To be fair, the film is already under ninety minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. So they were probably padding it, to be honest. Um, But it feels so long because it doesn't... Yeah, it felt much longer than 90 minutes. Um, So a group of hair metal punks arrived. This is the King Vidiot we were talking about. And the Um, Vidiot's. And the Vidiot's. Ar McGregor. McGregor. He never plays... If he played Frogger in this, that would make my day. Because it would have been, like, his origin story. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Noob Zero, Armageddon Begins. I do wonder if they hired him in Noobs because he had been film. No, I doubt it. Film. I doubt they know this film existed. I doubt he remembers he did this film. <laughs> it was the 80s, and given he that before re- He give- would remember he rode the monkey bike. No, given that performance, I'm fairly certain he was on lots of cocaine at this point. <laughs> I would not be surprised if he doesn't remember that. Could you imagine if we went to a Comic-Con, right, and we met this guy, and bear in he's, like, guest appeared in Breaking Bad, and I think it said, like, X-Files, like, loads of cult stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if we went up to him with, like, a Joysticks DVD for him to sign? Mate, and, and he'd, be, he'd be like, what? What? I've got the noobs Blu-ray. <laughs> if, if I can <laughs> get, I mean... Could you imagine if you go up to him with the Blu-ray and he feels so bad for you, he refunds you for it? I mean that'd be fine. At least I got my money back. The because uh, I I bought that film on Blu-ray from Germany. Had to import it, and oh. then I then afterwards only after it arrived did I find out it was available for free on YouTube. Oh. So I'd spent out for a foreign Blu-ray, and I didn't even need to. It was free. Um, Joysticks is available on Blu-ray, but almost not. At the same time, it had an official re-release for its anniversary. Very because, limited. Yeah, because someone cared enough to re-release it for some reason. Well, and as, bo- as we said, it was a box office success. Technically, yeah, but it's four million dollars on a three hundred thousand mm. budget. But at the same time, like the, I mean, we watched the Blu-ray. I da- I downloaded it, uh, but the uh, <laughs> redacted, <laughs> redacted. But the thing is, I mean, the reason is I would have bought it. Because you know me, I've as I say, I bought noobs Ooh. from Germany in order to get it. So that's not the problem. The problem is is that this Blu-ray is out of print. It is almost impossible to actually find. Yeah. And the one time I did find it, it was going for 500 quid. And this film is not worth 500 quid. In fact, no film is worth 500 quid on Blu-ray. No. No film. Uh. So, yeah, I didn't buy it. And then it went. And then I haven't seen it since. So, that's my reasons, and whatever. And it was only in America as well. It wasn't available in the UK. But, again, happy to import if it's available at a decent price. So, the idiots turn up, and this is really weird, because they come in, he grabs a microphone that's just laying around. Yeah, don't know why there's a microphone available for anyone to use. Starts making announcements that they're there, but no one in the crowd really seems to care. They just kind of... Well, why would you? ...carry on. There's a a bunch Um, of twats have just walked in. Yeah, even when these these idiots start walking around... it's almost like they're playing Pac-Man. Yeah. Walking around going, waka, 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 waka. Yeah. Um, they don't care, but now we get introduced to the actual main villain of the film, which is Patsy's dad. So Patsy is the character played by Leanne Mars. Yep. Um I, I should have looked up that actress's name. I do apologise. Uh, but her dad turns up. Who is, I'm going to, I've been calling in my notes the general because he was the general in Oh well, he's American Uncle, Ninja. He's Uncle Joe in this. Yeah, but I just like the so, general better. Un, Uncle Joe turns up. <laughs> And he's like, Patsy, this... Oh, that's it. He walks in jo- at the inopportune moment where Eugene has fallen on top of her. Yes. And they're all in a big pile with the video. Yeah. lol. And, yeah, and that's the moment he walks in. He's like, Patsy, no daughter of mine will be seen in a cesspit like this. Yeah. I hate arcades. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah, and establish, he's... I am old man dad who doesn't like. Yeah, and as they start to move away... Dorfus in what is one of the worst jokes in the entire film. Like, seriously, if you're above the age of like eight, this yep. is garbage. Dorfus just goes, hey, it's time for the Dorfus manoeuvre. Cocks his leg and lets out the wettest sounding fart yep. you've ever heard. That's a recurring joke the, with Dorfus This as well. man 100% sharted. Yeah. There he- are skid marks in his, in his underwear. I'm telling you now. <laughs> But the you thing, don't do one that wet without shitting yourself. No, you don't. That's, that's impossible. And also, here's the other thing. like I find it really weird because a lot of the banal humour in this film would have worked for people, as you say, under eight years old. For kids, probably would have found it quite funny. But the film is R-rated. So it feels like it kind of didn't know its audience to, at the same to time. Be fair, to be fair, Rory, actually, thinking back on it, when I was that age, although I've never really found fart jokes and things funny, most people I went to school with found them hilarious. Yeah. So actually, maybe we're just weirdos. No, no, no. But what I'm saying, what I mean by it doesn't understand its audience is that it's it has all this puerile eight-year-old humour, but it's an R-rated film, so no, those no, eight-year-olds would never be able no, to watch but it. but that's what I'm saying. Maybe we we brand that eight-year-old humour. Right. But actually, maybe it's not. Maybe that is... I mean, people still watch Jackass and fucking people Little still Britain. Watch. Have you seen and... the shit on YouTube? Oh, Christ. No, I try and avoid it. So, here's one of my notes, right? Eugene is cringingly naive in this. Yeah, he's still like, technically the lead at this point, isn't he? Like, cr- it's cringe-inducing though. Yeah. Because no one is that naive. No. I like me at fucking eight years old was not this naive. Like he comes in and he's like, "Uh, guys." there's a van outside that's rocking and there's noise coming from it. What could possibly be happening? And when you see the van, like it's rocking back and forth, and very blatantly, you can hear like, uh, uh. Yep. as a child, I knew what that was. <laughs> like, come on, Eugene, yeah. fucking hell. But what's weird is when he goes out to the van, he doesn't knock on the window or anything. No, he climbs he on climbs it on top and of the, the van sunroof. And, Yeah, it's like, why are you doing that? But like, here's a miracle of engineering. This van has a fucking hot tub in it. Yes, it does. And the girl looks up to him and doesn't... Not embarrassed at all that he's, like, no. spying and on her. And the guy doesn't seem to care. She's not like, oh, you pervert. Uh, well, I'm telling you now, that guy is not an actor. That oh, no. guy is an extra. I'm going to assume uh, she's not an actor either. Yeah, probably not. That guy is, like, one of the crew members or something. It's just you weren't looking at her face. Because he, um... <laughs> Because he looks obviously, what's going to happen here is Eugene's going to fall in the tub. Yep, because that would be the obvious. That'd be the funniest thing to happen. Um, This guy looks straight at the camera and smiles. Yeah. Then Eugene falls and he starts to laugh. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's there's there's several times where people break the fourth wall in this. Sometimes intentionally, or one time intentionally, the rest very unintentionally. Um, But it. I'd say it spoils the film but the film's not good enough to spoil. It's <laughs> it just takes you out of the film a little bit. Yeah. But to be honest it's not a film where you're not sitting there watching it like fucking Schindler's List where you're like gripped by the story. It's mm. you know you're already away from the film going what the fuck is this tosh. Yeah. And then it takes you out even further by these odd fourth wall breaks. So then the two uh, the two quote lamebrained cousins uh, who are related to the main villain? Yeah, they go undercover to investigate the arcade. One of them dressed as a hippie, and yep. the other one dressed as a woman. And uh, there's... oh, we we're not there yet. I don't think. Oh well, I didn't no. make any notes between that. Bit okay, and that there's bit. one thing that happens first, which is dumb. Uh, so I'll just mention that quickly. Jeff, we find Jeff is playing. Um, well, he's playing a strip arcade sort of oh, thing yeah. in his room. He's got a room at the arcade, and he's got the two women from the uh, from the car who took Eugene's trousers. He's got both of them. They're both topless. We get close ups of their breasts jiggling as they play this arcade game, uh, and essentially he's playing a strip version. Like, so when they die, they have to remove another piece of clothing. He's there in just his pants, I think, and like and and a police hat and a truncheon. So, we assume he's been playing, but I think later, it's kind of established later on, he mustn't have been playing because he doesn't play games. He doesn't play games. So, I so don't, really, don't really understand why he's in just his pants unless he's just an outright pervert. Yeah, we need to do a modern remake of this film no. with with modern consoles because I tell you, I bet strip gaming looks a lot better when you're playing Wii Tennis. Whew. That's Swing. not modern though. That's shh. I just want to see them <laughs> swinging, okay? I just want to see Tit swinging, Rory. Why can't you just give me that? <laughs> like it's a fucking life mission. Uh, anyway, so he plays this with the two women. Then there's like a soft core making out scene. Like they're about to get to the sex bit. And then um, Dorfus and Eugene play a prank on him where they start spraying a fire extinguisher down mm-hmm. the, like the, the thing. Uh, this none of this goes anywhere. Except, actually, this kind of has a relevance. So the, yeah, the girls they run, run, out. they run out topless, and when they run out thinking there's a fire, they, they th- run into the main villain, Uncle Joe. Yeah, and then they take a photo of Uncle Joe mm. with these two topless women. Holy There was a line here that I thought was terrible, but there are several terrible lines in this, so this may not end up as the winner. But I just remember uh, the, the line that it's... Uh, oh, that's it. It's it's the daughter of the main villain, um, who basically says, Jeff Bailey is a totally bitching guy. Oh, yeah, so. that was a good line. I like that. Yeah. He's a totally bitching, bitching guy. Yeah, which is a shit line, but never mind. So, yeah, now we get to the point where the two dim-witted characters Nephew, decide to go c- undercover yeah, yeah. Uh, and the guy who's dressed as a girl gets a little too into it and he's really like oh my makeup does my makeup look bad blah blah yeah. blah and then as they're walking into the arcade king vidiot decides he fancies the fuck out of this guy yeah and the, uh, the who guy he thinks is a girl yeah so the guy dressed as a girl is is looks he's been hit with the ugly stick to begin with the makeup doesn't help uh but the the joke is oh vidiot doesn't notice and he thinks she's sexy yeah. i think nowadays that Play might be considered transphobic. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it wasn't even a good scene because later on, like, there is a bit where King Kingvidiot literally forces himself on. on Yeah, so it it doesn't even. Yeah, there's nothing. Again, or how much culture has changed since just the early eighties? I I think the days are gone where you can do um, cross-dressing jokes now. Yeah. Um, I I I mean, I've said it before, haven't I? Uh, A lot of people are theorising that the reason. They'll never do a Code Veronica adaptation or do a remake of yeah, Code Veronica because you can't do Alfred and Alexia anymore. Not in the way they were in the original. No, no. yeah, the um, cross dressing element of yeah, Alfred. and it is it, and it is a thing that to be fair, it's a joke we relied on too much. Like I can think of at least several two thousands comedies, including um, including one of the director video American Pies mm. and including Californication. Even did it, and I love Californication is the, oh, she she secretly has a penis joke. Yeah, I mean, um, Ace Ventura, the first film, I still love the first Ace Ventura, but the ending definitely has aged really yeah. badly. But the, the part of that is the whole thing where he finds out that the woman, the police chief that he had a kiss with was actually a man yeah. Um, and the way he exposes her is horrendous in hindsight when you watch that film again uh, but also the thing is is when he realizes he's kissed a guy like the gay the gay panic of that yeah. he ends up you know weeping and crying in the shower and burning his clothes and all this sort of stuff like really yeah. over the top have you ever like, seen i can't m- believe it no have you ever seen the movie three to Tango? No. Well, we'll watch Three to Tango* at some point. Okay. I haven't seen it since I was about twenty-one, twenty-two. So I'm worried it may not have aged well. But I used to have it on VHS, and I actually really liked it. Okay. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a rom com from the late '90s, starring uh, Neve Campbell, Dylan McDermott, and Matthew Perry. Okay. And um basically uh long and short is matthew perry basically plays chandler bing yeah and everyone thinks he's gay okay and that ends up becoming like a thing where like all his employer and everyone thinks he's gay and he somehow ends up nominated for a gay businessman of the year award right so then everyone in his life is like well you can't tell anyone you're straight you have to lie and pretend to be gay to get this well, award. Why does not he just not get the award? Well, so because basically the, he's madly in love with Neve Campbell's character, and if she finds out he's lied to her, etc. It, it's he one did, of those films did, where he could just tell the truth and it'd all be over. Yeah, because I mean, like, why why would she yeah. be upset that? Did he actually go, I am gay? But it's a nineties movie. A... Let's move on. Right. But anyway, the gay panic in that film is insane. Right. Um. So his dad. This is how I imagine my dad would react if I turned around and was like, oh, I'm gay. Uh, There's a bit where um, he tells his parents and his mum's on the phone trying to be like, oh, yeah, that, that that's OK, honey. His dad literally puts a bucket on his head and starts slamming his head into a wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, and his roommates, he's got four roommates. roommates—and sh- And to be fair, like this is I can understand how offensive this is. Um, his four roommates, when they find out he's gay, air quotes, they immediately jump to Have you been spying on us in the shower? Do you do you secretly wanna fuck one of us? Uh, and in the end, he ends up playing up to it because he's just like, yes, yes. I, I fantasize about all of you. I've let all of you live here just so I can lure you into one big gay orgy. And they they freak out and they're like, Ugh. oh, no, that doesn't sound like a good film. I, I remember really liking it. But, it might uh, be funny, Like some of the other jokes, but I don't think that will come across well no. nowadays. Jesus, uh, No, I imagine it has not aged well. No. Um, so th- th- again, this is there's several scenes where things don't need to happen this way, and it's just to, like they're, they're, it These scenes are there to pad out the script because they could have gotten the the actual important elements of this scene is that the two cousins the Dinwiddie Cousins, decide they're going to rob the place yeah. that night. So, just But before, they could have done that on the scene before. Yeah. They've just invented this because they to pad needed the to have the time out. And a guy with... The, the other thing that doesn't make sense, they go into the arcade, there's a guy with a switchblade. Yeah, so I was just about to bring this up. Yeah. At least two characters pull switchblades in this movie. Yeah. And a lot of other films I've seen in the 80s have characters pull switchblades. Was that a thing in America? Were people just carrying switchblades? I'm pretty certain switchblades are illegal in America. And have, were since... Because it was, it was a plot point in 12 angry men right you know that switchblades were illegal so I, I know that there was still a thing but like as commonly as this seems a bit weird yeah it, it's just i think it's one of those overused plot devices yeah i mean it, there was also a switchblade in falling down but it kind of made sense because it was a gang member who was oh. doing that whereas a guy who plays arcade games and wears a bandana. Isn't like, why does he need a switchblade? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they there's this convoluted, non funny comedy scene, and then the only payoff from this is that the two cousins decide, oh, I've got this great idea, why don't we rob the place tonight? And then they've got no business, so they'll have to shut down. Eugene overhears this plan, and then as the cousins leave, that's where video King Vidiot decides he's gonna, you know, grab at and try and sexually assault the cousin that's dressed as a woman uh and isn't that funny ladies and gentlemen uh it's pretty creepy the fact that they thought that that was a joke we're disappointed with you Armagregan. we are Armagregan. we we expected uh, to be fair at least he's playing the villain but Mm. we do still we expect better uh (laughs) eugene uh then tells jeff what he's heard and jeff says he doesn't want to tell the police but he doesn't have any reason for that He's just and like it, it, no, this is for us to deal with. It's like, why? Yeah, and it's worth noting at this point, Jeff and Eugene suddenly are just friends. Yeah. Despite being really antagonistic towards like Jeff was the one who orchestrated the whole stealing his trousers thing. Yeah, Jeff is Jeff seems like a complete bell end. Oh yeah. Well, at first I thought he was the villain of the film. Yeah. When the film started, I was like, oh, this is the popular Jock yeah. villain. But it turns out he's the popular Jock hero. Yeah. And it's but it's like but he's still a dickhead. It doesn't This movie sends bad messages. Bad vibes. I get bad vibes. Um, so then there's a whole scene that's just completely irrelevant where the two the two cousins come and steal that they load the arcade machines up into the van and Jeff and his gang wait for them to do that. Then they sit there and they're like, oh, we've got no petrol. I thought you topped it up. No, because they, they steal the fuel from the truck while they're loading up the, car, the oh. van, so that way they can't get away. That's it. Yeah. Um, and, but the, for some, why would you wait for them to steal all your arcade cabinets and load them into the van yeah. to Jeff's then got, take them all out and Jeff's put them got, back again? So two, there's the two cousins, yeah. and Jeff's got like 30 people with him. Yeah. Like, Why would you not just physically stop them? Yeah. I'd just be like, you ain't taking none of these machines, bitch. Yeah, none of this makes any sense. And Padding. Yeah, absolute padding. And But while this is going on, so that that scene and another scene play out simultaneously, and it sort of cuts back and forth. The other one is at... Is the aforementioned uh, rapey scene. Yeah. So yep. they, they sneak up to... It's... Uh, uh, Uncle Joe's house, yeah. Eugene and Dorfus, Eugene uh, and Dorfus, yeah. and we get a rendition of a clear imitation of the Pink Panther theme. Yep, uh, they get into they climb in through the bedroom window, which is where Mrs. Uncle Joe is asleep. Yep, and gets does she get a name? Oh, yeah, he calls her Vivian later on. Vivian, yeah. That's it. Vivian, uh, gets Randy, yep, in um, her sleep still. Yeah, I don't know how she's not waking up, I've no idea. She drags him onto the bed. Uncle Joe comes home. So Dorfus decides to hide in the closet. Yep. And you get, again, this is what I mean when I say, like, this is porn level acting. Yep. So I've seen, at the risk of admitting that I watch porn, but, you know, I'm well, a single you've, guy. You've admitted it before. Well, what single guy doesn't? Me. <laughs> um, oh, fuck off. Lies. <laughs> um, give it a few. You've only been single like a week. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there. Anyway, okay. um... It's all free on the internet now. You don't even have to pay for it. Um, Although ethically, you probably should. But anyway, uh, I've literally seen pornos where it's like a wife cheating on a husband deal. But they'll do like... It will literally be like this, where the husband will be in the room... Doing something else, yeah, and they'll be like on the sofa behind him, really loud yeah, going out. Yeah. And the husband just doesn't turn around, he'll just be like <laughs> watching football and be like, Oh, this is a good game! Good game. And meanwhile, his wife squirting everywhere, like, ah, oh, like that, did right? I to mention squirting, yes, Jesus. I did because I like to make you uncomfortable. Thank you. Um, so whatever, we have to buy this implausibility. And to yep. be fair, in a minute, we get the one joke of the film that I thought was actually funny which which is basically um Dorfus manages to get out the house and then has to cause a distraction Oh no no we can't we can't get to that bit just yet my friend I'm not letting you off I saw you crack a smile Oh no that wasn't laughing at that that, that was laughing because of what I wrote Yeah because so basically what happened to, before Dorfus gets out of the house the way he gets out of the house is while um uh, Uncle Joe is trying to sleep and Eugene is still being accosted he manages to open the um, cupboard door and then the door the, the main door out is right next to the cupboard yeah. so he opens the the main door and goes to exit and as he tries to exit lets off another rapid wet fart yeah and I saw your you smile and I was just like, it got yeah, yeah then no, like no, fucking pure humor. No, no, no it didn't. I smiled at what I thought <laughs> I smiled at the thought that went through my head, which was what did I write down here? Another Dorfer shark attack. <laughs> <laughs> It I must admit, sharty. I have to admit, I find the word short funny for some shart reason. Shart is funny. I normally hate when people mix two words like spork and things yeah, like that. But shart works. Shart works. It's very good. Um, so he then manages to get out of the house and has to cause a distraction, right? Yeah. So he rings the doorbell and just starts rambling at uncle joe who's like it's two in the morning what do you want and he's trying to signal to eugene by being really loud so he's doing things like if you're gonna do something you've gotta do it now etc etc yeah, yeah um he sneaks out of the, he finally frees himself from vivian yep. sneaks out of the room bumps into patsy Yep. retreats back into vivian's room and patsy's just like eugene and mommy and that never comes back up. No. She goes downstairs as well. And as her and Uncle Joe are at the front door and uh, uh, Dorfus, Dorfus is desperately trying to cover while Eugene escapes, Eugene climbs out of the like out of the window onto the front porch right above them all yeah. and then climbs down right in front of them. Yeah. Um. And it, to be fair, it's Dorfus, fair play to the actor playing Dorfus. It's Dorfus that makes this funny because he doesn't, stop his spiel. Yeah. But it's... he's also trying to like grab the other guy whilst not breaking eye contact. Yeah. So it's literally, well, there's a scene that I think is funnier personally, but it's one of the few good shots that there are in this film. And you're right. It's the Dorfus actor that sells it. It is a bit ridiculous that he didn't tell him to go back inside by that point. Mm. But eh, I'll let it play out for the joke that it is. It is, as I say, pretty much the one good joke that works. Um, so this is where we get a contender for worst line yes where we cut back to uh, Jeff at the having, arcade having put all the arcade machines back yep he turns around to them and says right we're gonna have a private party go and get the girls and he says tell them to come as they are I love PJs the, th- the frills and the lace yeah okay I didn't know you were going to do that one because shortly after that um, the the girls arrive in wearing very little... Oh, that's the Candy line. Yeah, so there's a girl called Candy. goes, hey, Candy, how's it going? She goes, hey, Jeff, do you want to play Pac-Man? Lifts up her negligee, and she's got Pac-Man on her knickers. Yeah, and it's probably like, want to play Pac-Man? Yes. Oh, cringe, cringe. Hi, I Hi, Candy. You want to play Pac-Man? Not, not gonna lie though. If a girl did that to me, that probably would work. I mean, I would. W- be like, yes. I, w- I would play Pac Man and then I would ghost her. Ha, ha, ha. What do you think happens when you finish? You go. <laughs> That's well worse than my squirting reference. That is worse than your squirt reference. I'm glad I've managed to pay you back a little bit of it back. Uh, so, Jeff reveals that he doesn't play video games, um, so in order to take on Video, because Vidiot's walked in, he's basically, I'm the big I am. Oh yeah, why are we not invited? Yeah, uh, and he basically tells him, you need to leave, uh, and then Video goes, well, if you want me to leave, you have to play me for it. Um, so... Because Jeff doesn't play video games, he has Dorfus playing instead because Dorfus is his best player. And they play Satan's Hollow. And But when they play this game, they're not playing on two normal arcade cabinets. This is kind of a cool idea that I'd like to see in an actual arcade. Um, but instead, they're like it must be custom units. But there's these two big screens, uh, which could be done so much more easily now we don't use CRTs. Uh, but yeah, two big screens and uh instead of a normal arcade control you have a big joystick which comes uh, up to like waist comes height comes up to waist height and the buttons are actually on the stick itself like mm-hmm. the round circular head of the stick i think it's kind of a blowjobby looking reference as well maybe oh it's definitely um, gonna be a hand jobby reference yeah but while well, they they're, so they basically play in l- large scale using the stick and the buttons on the on the top of it um And I thought that was kind of a cool concept because it's a really interesting way of doing arcade competition. Um, I'm sure that people doing professional competitions would hate it because it's not the official way you would play the game using its original controls. But as something that would be fun at parties, it's pretty damn cool. Um, So I kind of like that. Uh, Dorfus doesn't actually play though. For, most of, for the most part. Vidiot's playing and racking up a high score while Dorfus is just eating. And they're all shouting at him, going, dude, you got to start, stop, stop eating. And he keeps on losing lives. He loses about three lives before he starts playing. Vidiot gets bored, I think. No, no, Vidiot gets hit once, loses one life, and he's out. Yeah. And it's like, well, hang on, how comes Dorfus got to lose three? And he still had a life left, but yeah. Vidiot died in one life. Um, but in the end, he does win. He beats Vidiot. And then for some reason, Jeff just goes, oh, it's okay for you to stay if you want Vidiot, you know. Yeah. And it's like, well, what was the point in the contest? But Vidiot runs off anyway, because he's just like, no, I'm not making any promises to no No, I'm fucking off. So he leaves with his guys. Oh, with his girls. Yeah. Is this where Uncle Joe turns up again? Yes, General. The the General. Sorry. Yeah. Uncle Joe turns up and chokes his own daughter. Yeah. And you like actually full a hit... hostage situation. Yeah. And it's like a proper wind. You hear, you hear the, the wind bones in pipe... a neck crack. Yeah. yeah. You weren't on the invite list. Way <coughs> uh, And her choking, which is a weird weird choice. And then he tells the cousins to arrange a demonstration in flight, like a. Like a a protest demonstration in yeah. front of the arcade. The they next get day. about three, four people for... Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it's at least five people there. Oh, five Five people at this demonstration. And, of course, the press are there, because why wouldn't the press turn up to a demonstration with five people? Um, and then the, like, she talks to the general outside of the arcade... And then she talks to him at his house. She's like, all of a sudden there's a, it just cuts to this. Yeah, other it's a really newspaper. weird cut. Cause that's clearly meant to be like a few days later. Yeah. Uh, but there's no indication of that. No. And she's just like, we're here at the uncle Joe's house to talk about blah, blah, blah. So like, why are you at his home? Um, but it turns out the reason she's there is, uh, she's been shown the fact that there is a photo of uncle Joe with these two topless women. Um, but she doesn't have a copy of it with her, mm. so when she raises it during the interview, he basically goes, "Have you got it with you?" And she's like, "No, no, I don't have it." And he's like, "Well, this Jesus is just a slander." Gotcha then, yeah. So he he just decides to leave because I mean I can sort of understand why. Uh, but fake news, fake news. Uh, in the time Frankly. Before, in fact, I'm pretty certain Trump is in this in some way. Um, and we'll get to that in a little bit. No. It is Trump. It's it clearly meant look to be anything. a Trump didn't like, look anything yes, like he him. Yes, he did. He looked it like an him. 80s Trump. No, I've seen 80s Trump. He still had the awful blonde wig even then. That's what I mean. So did that guy. No, he didn't. He had grey hair. Did he? Okay, yeah. fair enough. Whatever. Um. <laughs> so we then get a um. A hint of a love tragedy. It doesn't pay off yet and we don't get much information. We just see Jeff looking at a picture of some unknown blonde woman and looking at it longingly. And then all of a sudden Jeff has to to get on with something. At which point I theorised that this obviously ties into why he doesn't play games. And I theorised it was because an arcade cabinet fell on her and crushed her. Would yeah, have been yeah. a better film. It, the thing is, that would have been a better story than the one <laughs> they came up with. Uh, we then get cut to the the most, in, uh, for me, the best scene of the film, which is uh, King. Like, basically, the uh, Uncle Joe decides he because uh, Vidya fell out with Jeff, he's going to use Vidya to take Jeff down mm. at by you know by, by a challenge. So he arranges a meeting. Vidya appears at Uncle Joe's house. And they have this conversation about what they're going to do. Except for this is where Armagregan has decided to take it to the max. He's clearly on some cocaine or some shit. Because he spends half of it writhing around the floor and up the furniture. Almost like a cartoon rolling up the furniture. Um, it's it's pretty impressive, actually, just how insane he is able to perform. And it, I just find it hilariously awkward. And that, But there's a line in there that I thought was a genuinely good joke. Uh, so for me, this is my favorite line. We both hate Jefferson Bailey. Now I saw him kick you out of there last night. And if you're half the leader, I think you are. I am half the leader. You think I am. I was like, I like that line. Yeah, that was a good joke. I appreciate that joke. Uh, I just wish it was in a better film. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so Vidya then decides to agree that he'll help Uncle Joe. If Uncle Joe will buy him his own video game. Well, no, that was initially the suggestion, but he goes, actually, bikes, we want bikes. Well, then he says, yeah, we need some wheels. Oh, that's it. And then the bikes he gets aren't like Harleys. They're these tiny monkey bikes, yeah. um, which are basically bikes small enough that your cat could drive them. Um, and, yeah, so that's, that's funny, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, humorous. Humorous. <laughs> it's a bone in your body, what? Is it? You're humorous, I think so. I thought that was a, a, a Greek sauce. No, I I'm, know I'm oh, it's hummus. I'm sure there's a bone. In, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's a bone in your body called the hummus. Mm. I think it's funny when it, when uh, a chickpeas is hummus. No, it's hummus again, isn't it? Oh, hummus again. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're near. We're getting towards the end. Uh, we have a courtroom scene at the with the mayor at mm. the town hall. Yeah, uh, Neville. Yes. It's a terrible scene. All things, all things said, uh, Uncle Joe brings in a nurse who sits there demonising video games. We're like, "There's germs and they have germs," and her explanation of the germs on the joysticks is basically she does the motion of wanking and things yeah. like that, and it's very, it's as obvious. Literally, yeah. if you. If you can bring yourself to the most puerile level of humour, you'll basically be saying every joke that's coming out of this nurse. Mm. Um, And then we have Uncle Joe explain his fictitious version of what the arcade was like. Mm. Um, And so we see, you know, everyone is dressed in bondage gear. Uh, There's a couple of women having a mud wrestling fight, topless, of course, um, inside the arcade and all this sort of sleazy stuff. And then we get the opposite version from Jeff, which is just how uh, holy and heavenly and perfect and good the arcade was. And I'm like, well, they're both both lying. lying. So, like, this isn't... Mistrial. That's what I mean. It's (laughs) not that... Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of the bloody film now. Um, Not your himbo. Um, Or Sandro. Oh, um, Rashomon. Rashomon. This isn't Rashomon where we're supposed to sit there and go. Well, we actually don't know who's telling the truth. Rashomon, the Bacon Digimon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, or the one with hives. But the. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But yeah. So basically, this isn't like Rashomon where we're supposed to be sitting there going, "Well, we don't know who's right in this, and we wouldn't care either way." We know which version is right, and it's neither of them. So why would we root? They're both lying out of their ass completely. Um Eugene bags. Yes. Eugene decides to challenge the general because the general loses this court thing uh, and he goes, Well, that's fine. Well we're gonna show that we found this rat in your kitchen and have you shut down for you know that reason instead. So Eugene goes, Right, there's only one way to settle this, you know. It's basically an honourable gentleman's duel but over a video game. And I'm just like, why would Why would Uncle Joe Actually enter- like, he, he may entertain it, yeah. but he't would I, I don't believe that he would just go, "Oh, I've lost that challenge, never mind then." I just think he'd lie and go, "Well I'm going to try something else then, fuck mm. you." you know he's got no he, he's shown himself to be dishonorable the whole time, um, but yeah, so they decide they're going to ch- have Dorfus go up against Vidya mm-hmm. on a game called Super Pack, which is Super Pac-Man, which at this time wasn't yet released. So this is America's first view of Super Pac. Dorfus then disappears, obviously kidnapped by the two cousins, but we don't actually see that kidnapping. No. That would have helped pad out the, the the running time with actual story. Yeah, but did you really want a scene where they literally lure a man into a cage by putting hot dogs on the floor? To be honest... they would have done. Yeah, it's true enough. So a bit of fat guy just walking down the street picking up hot dogs. That's true enough. (laughs) Uh, So Jeff is forced to play. One thing I noted at this point is that the city they're in is called River City. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now I think River City is a real place. There's a TV show called River City. So even if it's not, there are other media that reference that as a as a city name. However, there is a video game series called River City. Okay. However, the video game series started in 1989, so it's six years after this film was made, and starts with a, fi- a game called River City Ransom. Uh, but it's just a, so I, when I heard them first, like, at this this is the first time when I actually took notice of the name. They're like in River City, and I'm like River City. What the fuck? I know that series. Um, it just it was interesting that in retrospect it seemed like it was referencing a game series, yeah. um, or it, maybe the game series was referencing this. I don't know. Um, I hope not. <laughs> I hope it's just because River City sounds cool. Yeah, pro- I imagine that's what it is. Uh, so then we get a bit more of Jeff's backstory, uh, and he explains how he lost his virginity to Sandy, the girl in the picture, while they were in the arcade, and we get a kind of softcore porn scene of that. Yeah, it really is shot like softcore porn as yeah. well. Like loads of close-ups of her breasts and like his hand moving over her hips and up at the small yeah of her back. Well, yeah, literally. So many of these shots are gratuitous in that fashion gratuity yes please tip your waitress um <laughs> what <laughs> uh, and then it, he's the the thing that makes him not play arcade cabinets is is the trauma i quote trauma uh from oh. looking in an arcade cabinet and in the reflection of the glass seeing sandy's father's face yeah i mean to be fair imagine being because you've you are to add in he's mid-plow he is mid-plow. Like, could you imagine being mid-plow and you look up at a reflective surface and, and your see girlfriend's an dad is just like, what? What do you do? Oh, and he slaps her, doesn't he? And he slaps her, mu- yeah. It is the most staged slap I have ever seen. He does in it my several entire. times, actually. Isn't he what? does it several times. He's clearly a foot from her face. Yep. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's, everything's wrong about it. But also, he's sitting there slapping his fully nude, half come daughter, you know. It was just Half like, what? Well, she was in the middle of it, so I imagine she was getting some jollies as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I I, thought you were making, never mind, I made it dirtier than you were making. Did I? Okay, did I say something? I've done a boil, haven't I, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've said something and it sounds worse than I meant it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I thought, me. I apologise for whatever that sounded like, and I'll hear it back in the edit, and I'll be like, oh, God. I thought you, cause I thought, I thought you meant he'd, obviously, at this point, Uh, jeff is no longer inside of her i thought maybe that would that would be a funny scene that'd be funnier while he's slapping her that he's still attached (laughs) i thought maybe the surprise as he pulled out mid-thrust had finished him off oh dear was all over oh god (laughs) that what just becomes a cum cannon (laughs) that i intended uh so we then uh in order to try and make sure he's ready eugene then decides he has to train jeff for the for the ch- upcoming challenge, and we get a Rocky style training montage where he's doing push ups and press ups and sit ups. They only had fifteen minutes. They had fifteen minutes, and yeah, so but within I mean the the montage itself was five minutes. It was <laughs> it's just like we don't need this longer montage. Um, then basically, uh, what's her name? Uncle Joe's wife. Vivian, yes, Vivian comes down and sees Dorfus left alone on, tied up on the sofa, and she's like, "Oh, oh, my dreams have come true." And Dorfus is farting during this, and she's still super yeah, still turned randy, on. Yeah, told and you, she, horniest woman in the world. Exactly, and while she's on top of him, going, "Oh, I could do all in blah blah blah," and he's trying to basically go, "No, I can't. I need to get on, you know, untied." Um, she breaks the fourth wall mm. and stares directly at camera, Just like I can't, like I can't remember what she said. I didn't write down the it quote. Was something like I can't. I didn't think I'd end up doing this tonight. Or something yeah, like something that. like that. But she says it directly down the barrel of the camera. Uh, and you're just like, this. It, it sucks. But at the same time, you're just like, fucking really. We're going here. It's bad. Um, we then get Uncle Joe. Uh, Oh, yeah, so they have the competition. I actually haven't written anything down about the competition because it's so bland, mm. um, and it's pretty much similar to what we've seen before. They're playing on the big joysticks again, this time playing Super Pac-Man. Uh, King Vidia is playing and kicking ass. Jeff is stressing and sweating because he doesn't know, you know, oh, my God, and, you know, the trauma of having seen a man's face in a screen uh, is still haunting him. And Dorfus manages to escape, get back to the arcade, to try and take over, but then is talked out of taking over by Eugene. Because Eugene's like, he's got to face his fears. He's got to get over this. Uh, so he decides he's going to let Jeff continue, even though Jeff doesn't want to. And then it, it's King Vidiot gets bored and just walks off. Yeah. Which is a lame-ass way of trying to give, give the hero the vi- the victory. Well, There's no reason King Vidiot can't walk back. Yeah, but they, they act like moves. he can't. They act like he can't and so he just walks away he gets a high school walks away and just leaves it uh and then jeff is there trying to rack up a high score to catch up and eventually does eventually wins during this time the mayor has come in yeah and so um eugene and dorfus uh get the mayor to start playing an arcade game and the the mayor gets hooked yeah. and while that's going on so after that after um Vidiot loses, uh, Uncle Joe shouts at the mayor. He says, are you going to allow this video madness to continue? Which was, as I said before, the title of the film. Yeah. Um, Now doesn't work as a line, uh, completely inconsequential. After Jeff has done his winning, uh, he gets to keep the arcade. And then granddad George, who owns the actual venue itself and is letting him use it as an arcade, suddenly appears. And he is ancient. A very just generic, uh, Happy dirty old man, isn't he? Yeah, he's got he's got a very attractive young nurse who it's highly implied he's banging. Yep, um, and he he turns on to Eugene. He's like that boy needs to get laid. Yeah. Which is quite... That's actually a funny line. Yeah. Uh, but he basically says not to go for his nurse because the nurse is his. Yeah, uh, he puts his hand up her skirt. Yes, uh, which is creepy. Uh, but George does bring someone else with him. He brings in Sandy, the girl who went away because the dad basically made them move yeah. out of town. I, I've got to admit, I felt bad for Patsy then because yeah. Patsy's been with Jeff this entire film. Yeah, she gets no payoff. Um. And But, you know, so he, he gets back with Sandy... Uh, and then the the end, very ending of the film is basically Dorfus has set... Because uh, Grandad George said that Eugene needs to get laid, Dorfus has managed to convince Vivian, and I'm guessing it didn't make, take much convincing... I to say, it didn't take no, much. Uh, ...to wait in a hotel room or his bedroom. It does not really tell us which. And in negligee, waiting no, to... No, 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 she's got a corset on. Oh, that's it, A leather yeah. corset, and she's got a whip. Yeah, and she's just basically, you know... She's going to have sex with him. And then that's the end of the film. Yeah. So that's great. So, Jamie. Look at me, I'm Sandra D. Lousy with virginity. Well, no virginity in this film. Not even Eugene by the end. So, with this film, worst lines. Uh, want to play Pac-Man, it's that one. Hi, Jan. Hi, Candy. You want to play Pac-Man? Yeah, it's definitely a terrible line. Uh, so I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. There were several bad lines to choose from in this film. Oh. There was one where I think it was Eugene, oh, the big speech where he's like, playing video games is like the air he breathes, man. Yeah, it's when he's talking about Dorfus, but it's it's the reason his heart beats. Yeah, and you're like, well then that dude's got a sad little life. Dorfus, it's only a game. Come on, no, Jeff, it's not just a game. To Dorfus playing video games is like eating or sleeping, breathing. Things that we take for granted and never question. You asked Dorfus to stop and you don't realise that for him to give up would be for him to give up on the very impulse that allows his heart to continue beating, the blood to surge through his veins and the air to fill through his lungs. The thing is, it's too long-winded, really, to be a, a quote. It's, it's essentially a, a small piece of prose. OK, so how would we improve this film? Well, first of all, an arcade cabinet should have collapsed on top of Sandra and Kilda. I think that's a good way to start. Um... Oh, to be honest, I don't think you can. It's it's a bad idea from the get-go. It's you don't bad. think the concept could work? Not as a teen sex comedy. I think. So I'm assuming we're making this today. Yeah, let's say we make it the way we want to I make it. I think teen sex comedies are dead. Uh, to be honest, if you want this to have any hope of working, it wouldn't really even be a remake. Because as well, we don't really have any more except for a few religious nut jobs. You don't. Pardon me. You don't really have this cultural uh, dislike of video games anymore. No. There isn't really that attitude of video games are warping our children's minds. Yeah, there's there's a few dregs of it, but it's not as like in the nineties. You could have done it still. Yeah. The two thousand by the two thousands, it was kind of gone. Yeah. Well, until. Uh... Oh, no, Columbine was the 90s, wasn't it? Columbine was the 90s. When they were like, Doom caused a school shooting. Doom and Marilyn Manson. Um, If you were going to do... Basically, you couldn't remake this film, but you could do something similar. You could do like a coming-of-age film. Okay. Or like a teen romance film. Maybe. That centres around an arcade. But even then, I feel like that would feel very it would have that feeling of, you know, indie films always have that cutesy feel to them where they're not quite representing reality because the types of people who make indie films don't tend to just be normal generic people because normal generic people don't hang out in arcades anymore. Nice. Hipsters do. So yeah. you so you would effectively be making a hipster love story okay. about teenagers who just hang around in a arcade playing retro video games and i just feel like that wouldn't have much uh the audience, audience. or yeah. then again you don't know maybe that would be the thing that caught on with the gen z and they'd be like oh retro let's well, go back yeah. to arcade." I, I mean geek chic is in since uh things like um i the... do th- i think we're coming towards the end of it though to be yeah. honest yeah i mean the big think bang, bang theory marvel sort of po- kicked it off didn't it but it's yeah i think i think marvel are poisoning the well to, to be honest, i tell you who I think ri- Marvel are oversaturating the market, oh, but yeah. I'll tell you who's poisoning the well is the geeks themselves. Okay. Uh, because that original core geekdom, I'm sure this is probably very offensive, but that original core geekdom, like the people who've been geeks for a long, long time... Yeah. I feel like they are the ones who are now the right-wing incelly people who are like, "But She-Hulk's terrible." It's like, guys, I've watched She-Hulk. Don't get me wrong; it's not great, but it is not the absolute disaster you're making it out to be. It's mm. actually very in line with the old She-Hulk comics. Well, I'm like, think, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's interesting uh, when you talk about Marvel because I it's weird. I don't I don't even view Marvel as nerd. That's the thing, it's almost it's not just, anymore. It's is not, it? it's absolutely not. It's pop culture. But it's... this thing, the nerds want it to be theirs. I almost feel like the hardcore nerds don't want Geek Chic to be popular anymore. Probably not. They want it going back to them. They don't like the fact that now, like, um, like Game of Thrones is massive. This new Lord of the Rings show, which I haven't watched, but I know that was getting absolutely review bombed. Yeah, yeah. Um, for no reason other than well, but I they, seen either. But they've changed the races, and it's like, guys. Chill the fuck out. I I do think we're going to come towards the end of it because I I speak to a lot of when the few Gen Z people I've spoke to, I I think it's I think they're looking for something different now. Yeah. I think it is coming to an end with video games as well. Video games have done a similar thing to Marvel. You know, during the eighties and even in the nineties, you know, more people certainly when the PlayStation came out, there were it became more popular. But realistically, video games were still kind of like certainly if you had multiple consoles, that was unheard of unless you really were in part of the geek culture Um, that, you know, nowadays people owning a console is not especially weird owning more than one is also not especially weird. I um, don't know. I don't know. They're so expensive now, I feel like. Uh, well, I, I, mean, it, I mean, like, even retro. Like, yeah. you know, for people to... You, it used to be the case that if you wanted the next console, you'd normally sell the one you already had. Yeah. But nowadays, people don't tend to do that. No. Um, so, I, to you, be honest, everyone I, normally has about two or three yeah. consoles, even if it's just where they didn't sell the other one to I know do it's, the upgrade. Uh, I know it's not a great console, but I think a lot of that credit does belong to the Wii. Yeah. Uh, the Wii did a huge amount for popularising gaming, amongst people who aren't weren't gamers. traditionally gamers yeah. um the problem with the wii though is that it was a concept you couldn't resell yeah. as they found out with the wii u yeah. uh, unfortunately because people just looked at it and went well i've got a wii i don't need another yeah. one and they didn't understand like nerd people would yeah. that it's an upgrade it has it does more stuff it allows it they didn't care there's like i've you know, got a wii i don't need to buy another one you know it's like i don't buy a new dvd player just because a new one came out yeah you know they don't think about you know, and, and people even do that with Blu-ray and with four K Blu-ray, things like that. You know, they're yeah. like, Well, I've got it on DVD, I don't need to me. see it in four K Blu-ray. Yeah, that's me. You know, yeah. There's and that's the I think that's actually the common standard. You know, people if people decide they're gonna update their uh their, like their lounge system At that point, they might go, well, I'll invest in 4K Blu-ray and a bigger screen and all that all at once. But they tend not to do it over time. It tends to be... And I think consoles have actually helped with keeping Blu-rays going because I think most people, if game consoles didn't put Blu-ray drives in them ever, from the PS3 onwards, then people would probably still mostly be on DVDs. I I don't know anyone who owns a Blu-ray player. They play Blu-rays on their PlayStation. Yeah. So the idea of making this for a current generation is very difficult because the culture of using an arcade as a central hub doesn't really exist in the same way, at least not as a popular central hub. Yeah. It would have to be a niche market or and a I'm, niche group. And uh, This might just be me being an old man and not knowing what kids are up to these days. Mm. But I feel like... Hubs like that. like when we were young, you'd all go hang out somewhere like an internet cafe or like yeah. a play or a park or something. I don't think that happens anymore. Not really. I think they hang out online. Yeah. I don't think they hang out in person so much. And it also says a lot that a lot of younger people don't really play games per se. They watch YouTubers and Twitch streamers yeah. play games. So which is, I know, I realise Impala's been doing some twitching lately, so this is me being a hypocrite, but it's fucking unbearable, isn't it? Well, it's fucking unbearable. Sitting and watching someone else play a game, trying to be funny while they're playing it. Yeah. Most of them are not funny. Some of them are, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But most of them are not. I like and, Game Grumps, personally. Do they do Let's Plays and things yeah, like that? Yeah, they've been doing it for 10 years. They were kind of, well, they weren't the originators, but they were one of the originals. It's interesting because Noob's, I think, is similar and tried to reinvent the concept as a more modern comedy and also failed. Also, fa- like, yeah. I imagine it failed a lot more than this did because this was actually in some yeah. way financially successful. Oh. Recommendations. Jamie, do you recommend no. Joyce? St- Why not? Because the only... You like tits. You thought because that Dead the only... Alive was good because it had tits. Because the only visual... The only appeal for this film is the breasts. Mm-hmm. and Pornhub exists so go on Pornhub but then why do you like Dead or Alive because Dead or Alive also had a comedy and a charm to it that's true this did not also the girls in Dead or Alive were actually hot they were much hotter than the girls yeah Like I'm going to sound terribly offensive now but I don't think hot girls were really invented until the 90s because <laughs> when you watch old films and they'll be like oh like all the characters will be like oh this is Jill She's the hottest girl in school. And it'll be a woman who looks like she's in her late thirties. Cause that's what they did back then <laughs> with a per- with a perm, yeah. right? No one with a perm has ever been sexy. Okay. I'm going back through history and I'm making that a rule. Nobody with a perm has ever been sexy. Okay. Uh, what's the perm? Is that where it's like really? It's, super it's granny curly. hair. It's granny hair. Okay. okay yeah. Uh, I also don't recommend this film. Um, For people who like the golden age of gaming, actually, no, no, here's the thing. like, I can only imagine it would really sell to people nowadays who were old enough to be sort of late teens or early 20s during 1981 or 1983, sorry. Um, So at this point, you'd be in your 60s. So if you're in your 60s and you, you pine for the days of things like Porky's... If, then you're a, if you're in your 60s and you can still get hard enough to beat your meat to this film, then I applaud 60's you. 60s know? not that old, dude. I applaud you. Okay. But yeah, if you're, if you're in your 60s and you really miss Porky's then, and you want to have a new version of Porky's, then this, this, this is your thing. But yeah, It's a nostalgia but, film for those people. Yeah, it's trash for everyone else. It is absolute garbage. Uh, and I can't think of much to salvage it either. So that's our choices. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we have been Rory Jocelyn and Jamie Evans uh, from VGMP. You can catch us on our Twitter at VGMPodcast, Podcast. And you can catch us on pickaxe.uk uh, and obviously on the Pickaxe uh, Twitter stream as well. You can also catch us on our website at www.vgmovie.co.uk. And Jamie has been working still. Uh, season one is, is still coming out for Haunted. We are now in the penultimate story of season one of Haunted. This is Renadine, uh, which is the one that kind of sets all our characters up for where they need to be in the finale. Personally, I really like the finale. So um, I think it's where the show really finds itself. Um, so Renadine's kind of an important one to tune in and listen to, building up to that, or else you won't know like who the villain is and things like that. But you can find that over at Spotify, Apple, all major podcasting apps. Uh, Unfortunately, because we're idiots and we gave it a really generic title, you actually do have to search Haunted the Audio Drama in order to be able to find it. Um, If you just search Haunted, you'll find like 18 other podcasts all called Haunted. All right, well, thank you for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week. Next week's... uh, No, not next week. Two weeks' time. Uh, And that's where we start our Halloween series. We're going to be doing three films for the run-up to Halloween. And the first one is going to be the Japanese-exclusive film, Fatal Frame. Uh, So we're going to be going back to the Japanese language, as we did with Ace Attorney. Let Let us go, and we'll catch you later, because my cat is screaming. You all right, Mush? Oh, now you're silent. Bastard.